Hey, this is Kez. And Will. And this is Nightmares at Midnight. It's Wednesday again, and as a surprise for this episode, I have had my husband join us as he knows quite a bit about Krampus as well, and Violet is busy this week. She's not allowed to be on my podcast this week. (laughs) So I have my husband here. His name is Will, and he'll be explaining the history and pop culture of Krampus. So everybody say hi to Will. Hello, people. We were going to wait to do Krampus until my birthday, but we decided that we would go ahead and do this now because December 5th is Krampus's holiday. So we're going to go ahead and give you the history of that this episode instead. But first, we're going to go ahead and do what we're watching. So this week, I actually started, I've been surprisingly watching Grey's Anatomy. I watched the first season of that and that fulfills my drama. I don't have to leave my house ever because that's plenty enough as it is. Will returned and we've been watching Yellowstone because I told you before I'm not allowed to watch it without him so thankfully he's back and we can watch it. We're not going to talk super about it because I know some of you haven't watched it. We don't want to give you spoilers but it's getting juicy guys. We are in season three now so I'm sad that there's only a couple seasons left but then there's another show after that. Is it 1883? That, that, yeah. What it's called. Anyways so we'll watch that one too after we're done with Yellowstone. But other than that, we really haven't been watching anything other than, you know, the typical The Simpsons. And that's kind of what we watch in the evenings, like while we're eating dinner and stuff. So we're going to jump right into Krampus this time. Just a quick reminder that uh, the places you can listen to us are at our website, which is nightmares at midnightpodcast.buzzsprout.com. And if you go there and you're downloading the episode, that's where I can see how many downloads there are and see how many people are listening. That way it tells me, you know, if you guys are coming directly to our website or if you're listening to it on a different place like Spotify or Amazon Prime. You can also follow us on Instagram. I have to be more serious about posting stuff. I normally only post right around when I'm about to drop an episode, so I need to get on that a little bit more. But the Instagram is at Nightmares at Midnight Podcast. And on Facebook, you can follow us last week when we we did the Yeti. We posted an image ahead of time to see what you guys would guess for what the episode was going to be about. That one's at Nightmares at Midnight Podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, 
Podcast Index, TuneIn Plus Alexa, and Podcast Addict. And I forgot to mention, you can also listen to us on iHeartRadio. I haven't been mentioning that one, but you definitely can listen to us there. And then remember that you can email us with ideas at nightmares at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you are a small business and you would like to have your ad posted on our podcast, please feel free to email us there and let us know what you'd like to have said and we can work something out for that. Okay, so I did my spiel. Let's move on to Krampus. As a busy mom, it can be hard to take care of yourself. Even harder when you need to leave the house alone for that self-care. My friend Jennifer has a solution for that. She offers in-home massage in the Wasilla and Palmer, Alaska area. Her business is called Anchored in Relaxation, and you can find her on Facebook and Square Appointments or by emailing anchoredinrelaxation at gmail.com. Mention you heard about her here for a free peppermint scalp massage added on to any massage. Krampus, you may have spent your childhood hearing stories about Santa Claus, visiting Santa at the mall, and writing out a Christmas list to send to Santa Claus. There is another mythical holiday character that is associated with Christmas that you may be unaware of. Krampus could be described as the opposite of Santa Claus. So Krampus is a monster that's typically portrayed as a hairy demon with black or brown fur, cloven hooves, goat horns, a long pointed tongue, and fangs. The name Krampus comes from the German word Krampen. Thank you. (laughs) Which means claw in English. The cloven hooves of Krampus could be described as a similar to the satyr or fawn of Greek myths. Some associate Krampus with the horned god of the witches and others connect Krampus with the alpine mountain spirits called Perk. Ten? Perch ten? Quite often, he will have one human foot and one cloven foot as opposed to two hooves. Krampus punishes naughty children during the Christmas season, often traveling alongside dear old Saint Nick. Krampus is often portrayed with chains, another allusion to the Christian devil and the tradition of attempting to bind him. However, Due to his likeness to the Christian devil, Krampus was banned in Germany, Austria, and elsewhere throughout much of the 20th century. The Krampus myth dates back to pre-Germanic paganism, and he was originally the son of Hel, the Norse goddess of the underworld. Traditionally, he comes on December 5th, which is known as Krampusnacht. I'm pretty sure I just have you here for the German words. (laughs) I mean... So that is where I first learned about Krampus. Uh, In high school, I took three years of German, and Herr Bartz, who I still remember to this day, was the first person that introduced me to who Krampus was, and I immediately was like, yes, I am a fan (laughs) of this individual, and I would like to spread the word of Krampus. Okay, so while St. Nicholas puts candy in the shoes of good children and birch twigs in the shoes of the bad, Krampus will instead beat children with birch branches Sometimes he will even make those children disappear, stuffing them into a sack and taking them back to his lair to be tortured or eaten. The history of Krampus figure has been theorized as stretching back, like I said, to pre-Christian, pre-Germanic paganism, but pre-Christian Alpine traditions with celebrations involving Krampus dating back to the 6th or 7th century though there are no written sources before the end of the 16th century. The later portion of the folktale is said to be derived from the era of the Moorish raids in Europe where people were kidnapped and sold into slavery. 
In the 1800s, families in the Alpine regions, Austria, Germany, Hungary, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic exchanged colorful greeting cards called... Krampus Karten. These were holiday cards that included holiday drawings of Krampus. So let me just tell you, if you send me a Christmas holiday card, Yule card, with Krampus on it, I'm going to be way more excited (laughs) than if you send me a picture of a card with Santa on it. I think that's because I'm uh, celebrating Pagan and appreciate different meanings than the big fluffy Santa. So... In the 1940s and 1950s, the Krampus tradition was prohibited in Austria. The reason was because the Krampus was considered by some to be too traumatic for children. Since then, Krampus has made a resurgence not only in Austria, but also in other countries. So, how did Krampus and Krampus-related events spread throughout America? Some have attributed the ease of organizing large events, such as Krampus runs, through social media as the vehicle for spreading the word. And the word has certainly become effectively spread. In 2010, Americanized versions of... Krampus Knocked. Thank you. Or Krampus Night were organized in Columbia, South Carolina and Portland, Oregon. By 2014, over 30 different Krampus celebrations were being held across the U.S. Some of these took place on December 5th, the traditional date of... Krampus Knocked. (laughs) While others took place on a date close to it. Of course, not everyone is pleased with Krampus' invasion of Christmas. There was an article dated December 5th. 2015, it was reported that at a parade that had occurred the night before in Huma, Huma, I don't know how to pronounce that, Huma, Louisiana, some marchers dressed as Krampus had unexpectedly only to the parade goers as the marchers were registered as part of the parade made an appearance. This upset a lot of people who expect a traditional Christmas fair. And despite the negative reactions of the particular parade, there is now a crew of Krampus in New Orleans that parades in December and appears at other events throughout the year. They hand out lumps of coal and other Krampus-related throws. The coal is dark for the naughty children and gold for the nice. It goes to show that Krampus has been fully embraced by a population of Americans. For now, at least, it appears that naughty children have a bit more to fear than some coal in their stockings. So there's a Krampus parade that takes place in Austria every year. The Krampus parade is also called a Perchtenlauf or Klaubaufe. <laughs> it's based on century-old tradition called Krampuslauf, which translates to a Krampus run. Young men dress up as Krampus and parade through the streets. It's an ancient pagan ritual meant to disperse winter's ghosts. So when they do that, they will typically chase small children through the streets and smack them with the birch sticks. Locations are typically like upper thigh and, and the butt. I know from talking to Herr Bartz, who attended one, The larger the child, the harder they would hit. It's rare for anyone to end up being like hospitalized or anything from reading and talking to people. But every now and then, you know, if you're like teenage size and you happen to get caught by some of the Krampuslauf participants, you might end up with like some bruises and welts. But from my understanding, like overall, it's a good time to attend a Krampus run. So uh, with the Krampus run, the masks that people typically wear are like hand carved out of wood. And people will spend like an entire year putting the actual costume together. It's a show that the people in kind of that Bavaria origins of Krampus region of the world have a very 
close tie to their traditions and it's kind of neat i was reading that a lot of these costumes after they've been worn for the the krampus run will actually be put into a museum so that way people can kind of show like yes we are still tied to our our heritage and we support it a lot a lot of the really well done ones are basically works of art more than they are just like a, a costume that somebody runs around in the town in. so it's hours of dedication just for people to wear it like one time and then it to go to a museum he had mentioned it to me earlier that there's a story of that you have to f- trade feed him yeah so instead of uh milk and cookies krampus allegedly prefers schnapps um <laughs> which would make sense being you know from the the region of the world that he originates from uh you were saying there's a nightmare horse or okay so it's a welsh skeleton that visits in the windows and you have to out smart him with the poetry i it's a different it's obviously not krampus but it reminded me of that when you had mentioned about the alcohol thing because i think if he if you lose he comes in and drinks all of your alcohol i think is what the story is yeah uh, i think it's pronounced mary lou and it kind of seems like it's the origins of like the original rap battle so <laughs> these people show up with somebody dressed up as uh we're gonna say it's pronounced mary lou if it's not welsh people sorry I'm sorry i didn't study welsh <laughs> in high school and studied german but yeah so the carolers show up with someone dressed up as mary lou which is like a skull horse and they you know sing a song outside and you have to answer the door and if you can't outsmart the carolers with your sweet rhymes and drop a sick beat uh, <laughs> mary lude and the carolers get to come in and basically like drink a bunch of your uh libations <laughs> okay so <laughs> we got off topic but that's okay so there we have it the primary reason americans seem to have latched onto the krampus tradition is a dissatisfaction with the commercialization of the christmas season as well as being sick of the holly jolly cheer that has been pushed on them since childhood. It's a perfect combination of sentiment for Krampus to take over. One thing I was reading while I was researching was that uh, it became pretty popular in the 2000s because there's a lot of the people that I guess are my age that are a little bit older that are were into the punk scene and... They were tired of the typical Hallmark Santa, and so they spread the word of this even more. I I know the original Hot Topic from like the 90s and early 2000s when it was actually dark inside. They really celebrated it then, and you could get merch there. Now it seems to be pretty typical of online that you can get the merch for Krampus, but back then you could go in and actually get it there. There wasn't Hello Kitty stuff on the walls, for example. Krampus would come, basically, to summarize, on December 5th. If the kids were bad, he would beat them, take them away, torture them to his lair, and eat them. And we watched a video, and I thought it was hilarious because we both have a dark sense of humor. (laughs) I added the link to it. It is, is it BuzzFeed? Yes, BuzzFeed Unsolved. That's it where the two of them are talking about the story of Krampus. And it's like a six-minute video, but it is hilarious. So I definitely suggest you watch that. And then, like I was mentioning, the clothing on Amazon, you, of course, can find pretty much anything. He has it. I know you were 
looking on Etsy for yeah. clothes. Etsy has a bunch of like ugly sweater Krampus shirts that you can find on there. And then end of store and my typical red bubble, you can find a lot of the not mainstream type of clothing there. There is actually a lot of movies. The earliest one I could find was 1969 that one had been made. Fast forwarding to 2012, there's Krampus the Yule Lord, Krampus the Christmas Devil, Krampus, that one... That's the one I'm most familiar with is Krampus that came out in 2015. Yeah, that was probably like the best made one. Yeah, because most of these, not that they're B-movies, but they were low budget. A Christmas Story, excuse me, not A Christmas Story. You're not going to be pleased if you're looking for Krampus and watch A Christmas Story. A Christmas Horror Story came out in 2015. The Night of Krampus, that one was definitely a low budget one. Another one that I saw that I kind of want to watch it was where Krampus is portrayed as a woman this time in Mother Krampus. That one came out in 2017 and it's the popularity of Krampus was used as an excuse to resurrect another ancient German folktale and this one was dealing with, go ahead. Frau Birchta. A witch who haunts the 12 days of Christmas and kidnaps a different child every night. It happened in 1921, then it happens again in 1992, at which point the townsfolk hang the woman they think is responsible for the murders. And then upon being hanged, the woman vowed to return in 25 years to wreak vengeance again. And 25 years later, the children began vanishing again. They did make a second one of this movie, Mother of Krampus 2 Sleigh Ride. That came out in 2018. And with a very, very high budget of (laughs) $2,000, Black Christmas came out in 2019, and that's a slasher serial horror film with suggestions of Krampus folklore. Trick or treat, there is a serial killer in town this Christmas. That's the saying for that movie. There was episodes in American Dad. That one was Mindstrel Krampus. And then in The Office, there was an episode bells nickel if i'm saying these wrong i apologize i clearly like last time told you i can barely speak english let alone any other languages there was a supernatural episode a very supernatural christmas and then grim which we've watched that one was the 12 days of krampus do you remember about that episode yeah so grim he basically hunts around for a lot of like cryptids and he can see things that the average person can't see and it in the grim version of Krampus, he kidnaps the children in his bag and he basically holds on to them until I believe it was the solstice where he would eat all of the kids. Okay. And then books. There's a ton of books. I was surprised that he wasn't in the badass Birth of the Legend book that I had read from before. Uh, I was actually really surprised to find him not in there. But uh, there is other books. There's Goodnight Krampus, which is actually a kid's book. Um, it's part of the Hazy Dell Press Monster Series. I You can get this one on Amazon. And I checked it out. And <laughs> I definitely, like, we have more kids. Like, we're definitely reading that one. Because it's cute. Just a few words per page. A picture book type. Really cute. And then there's Krampus and Friends, Tales of Terrifying Christmas Monsters from Around the World. There's Krampus the Yule Lord by Brahm. There's Christmas Curiosities, Odd, Dark, and Forgotten Christmas by John Grossman. There's Hark the Herald Angel Scream. This one made me giggle a little bit. By Christopher Golden. The Krampus and the Old Dark Christmas, Roots and Rebirth of the Folkloric Devil by Al Redenor. And there's actually a Sherlock Holmes and the Christmas Demon by James Lovegrove. 
Uh, that one's like a Christmas version of Sherlock Holmes, so that one's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, going into more merchandise, uh, like we said, there's all kinds of shirts and sweaters. You can find costumes. We just found a six and a half foot animatronic Krampus uh, spirit Halloween cells, and it like turns, and there's sounds of the chains rattling and the big uh, deep inhales and exhales. He has like light up goat eyes. If we weren't worried about like small children in the neighborhood freaking out. We were <laughs> definitely on the fence about wanting to get it. They have Funko Pops and figurines. Like there's actually a bunch of stuff now and I think a lot of it is because of the support that Krampus has had since like the mid two thousands because a lot of our generation seems to like things a little bit darker because we got pushed the fluffy bunnies and my little ponies and unicorns and rainbows and we kind of wanted to go the other direction a little bit like i'm a big fan of old testament god you know a lot of fire and brimstone as opposed to new testament which is a lot of like oh forgiveness and everything will be okay uh, and that's kind of why Krampus is that other side of saint nicholas he balances him back out where instead of just oh here's a lump of coal no you were naughty there are repercussions i'm gonna beat you with sticks and or, eat you. Or drag you to hell. <laughs> I mean, depending on how naughty you were. So I know you had mentioned or that he favors schnapps. So I did some research on whether there was brands of alcohol or types of alcohol. Um, did you find any? Yeah, so uh, Chuckanut Bay Distillery out of Washington actually makes one that they call the Krampus. It's a wheat-based spirit. They threw in some honey, roasted hazelnuts, variety of seasonal spices, and they call it a Krampus. It is... 110 proof so it's a little on the you know heavier side for some people it's won quite a few awards dating back to like 2019 it's got some gold and silver medals at different tastings i'm kind of interested in trying to figure out where we can pick up the uh krampus herbal liqueur and have us give it a try yeah check that one out uh then there's redline brew house the krampus is what it's called and there was only 400 bottles of this raspberry and vanilla stout that were made, and they were sold out within 40 hours. So if you go to their website, you can try and check it out, but I don't know if they're going to have more left of it. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this one correctly, but Krampus Abbey Double by Strange Fellows Brewing, malty and spicy with notes of pepper and chocolate. This beer has a distinctive dark cherry flavor and a sweet start. I'm not a stout drinker to begin with but i don't know that i would be wanting to drink a drink that tastes like pepper and chocolate like i just feel like that sounds disgusting but i guess maybe if you're going for krampus being hairy and dark and disgusting then i guess that that would be what you're going for no i mean i know there are certain cultures from around the world that they'll they like to pair that spicy and sweet putting chili peppers in with chocolate or something like that. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's a thing. But as a beer or as a drink? I mean, yeah. I'll try anything twice. <laughs> okay. So that's about all we have for Krampus. If there is more information that you know about it, please feel free to catch us on our Facebook page or Instagram and share thoughts, historical things on it one more time where you can find us is at our website nightmares at midnight podcast.buzzsprout.com or you can go to our instagram nightmares at midnight podcast you can catch us on facebook at nightmares at midnight podcast remember that you can listen to us on spotify google podcast amazon music apple podcasts podcast index TuneIn plus alexa podcast addict and 
iHeartRadio. And as always, you can email us at nightmares at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Please make sure you are sharing with your friends. Like I said in the beginning, I can only tell when you're downloading the episodes if you come directly to my website. So I don't know how many listeners there are out there, but I would love to hear from you. So that way I can see that this is spreading. That would be great. So please share. Please tell me you're sharing. Please convince me you're sharing. (laughs) And then we'll catch you next week for our episode. So as always, catch us us next next time. time. What the question? Seeking occupational therapy services for your child in the Wasilla and Palmer area and you're on a waiting list? Clinic setting just isn't cutting it? Too many options or not enough? Wild Free Kids OT may be your answer. With no wait lists and extensive training, experience working with children and adolescents with behavior issues, we offer mobile, community, and nature-based OT where it matters most. You get real results learning alongside your child and without compromising your way of life. Give us a call at 907-215-4438 or check us out on Facebook or online, Wild Free Kids OT.